This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, getting back into this Rogers discussion, just listening in the news, how some businesses now talking about the impact that they felt, because it wasn't just internet or cell service that went down. As you know, Interact was down too, and that caused all kinds of chaos for people and businesses and 911 services. And I mean, you name it. it. It shows, if nothing else, that we have become completely and utterly dependent on the internet in one way or another for so many of the things that we do every day. And a lot of people are saying, this should serve as a wake-up call. A wake-up call to what? What do we do? Uh, we're going to chat now with Vas Bednar, who is the executive director of McMaster University's Master of Public Policy and Digital Society program. Uh, Vas, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, when we take a look at this, and everybody's talking about a wake-up call, this should be a wake-up call for Canadians. Waking us up to what? I mean, what's the biggest takeaway from you in terms of what we learned on Friday as to, okay, maybe we should be paying attention to this? Well, the biggest takeaway for me that we learned on Friday was that the internet and cellular services are do more than just connect you to friends and family and work, right? As you said, it's the digital infrastructure that underpins our entire economy with e-commerce and processing money and also emergency services, mm-hmm. you know, helping people access 911. So I think that was very kind of sobering and illuminating for so many Canadians that might not have fully appreciated that. And that's why we're uh, have this awesome opportunity as a country to to think hard about where and how we could improve. Yeah, I think we came to realize just how many things are interconnected and how many of the things we just take for granted every day need this basic system to be functioning in order to happen. Um, what have we overlooked? What 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 happened on Friday where so many people couldn't do what they typically do? So many institutions and businesses and all the rest. What have we overlooked? Why did we get into a situation where one company can have this problem and so much of the country suffers? Well, basically that one company, and it could have been any of the large telecommunication companies that serve Canada, uh, experienced what seems to be an engineering deficit, right? We're learning a little bit more about that. But that engineering failure or problem really stands to illuminate the competition structures in Canada. And that's why a lot of people are chatting, at least online, where I spend a lot of my time, where I connect with people, chatting about okay, how did we get here? How does the system work? And how can it be improved? And I think that's okay. Uh, Rogers might have an engineering solution and public policymakers might have a complementary policy solution or suite of policy solutions going forward that improve the system overall. Like what? Like that, that, That's the question. I mean, and I know we're having the meeting today with the minister calling the CEO of Rogers up to Parliament Hill to have a discussion virtually, I believe. Um, what kind of policies can be put in to sort of make sure something like this isn't as catastrophic? Uh, well, the federal government does have a new proposed policy approach for the CRTC on telecom that people can respond to. 
Um, so it's not like it's a totally new issue. I sort of, the imagery of a volcano comes to mind for Canadian Telecom, kind of dormant most of the time, but yeah. always kind of bubbling. And maybe we had a bit of an <laughs> eruption on Friday, which does go, you know, it's an emergency. It is an emergency to be cut off from emergency services. So let's start there on policy solutions. I think Canada can reflect forward to, you know, interna- international peers that we have a modern and contemporary protocol for 911 emergency services. And that is going to necessitate cooperation across private companies and also across orders of government. It might mean that we use the emergency alert service to let people who do have service know what's happening so that they can spread the word. It might mean emails, right? For me, my phone was bricked, but my email worked because it was with Bell. As a Bell customer, I would have happily received an email that said, hey, we're learning more about this outage not everyone around you may be able to connect to 911. So here are the alternatives. Here's what to do if you need something or that your phone can somehow access 911 or there's like a portable SIM card situation. I'm not an engineer. I'm not the yeah, smartest no. person on this, but reimagining that and just... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Recalibrating, I think, is going to be super important. We, an outage can happen again. And it probably will, right? These are complex, sure. large systems. But next time it does happen, we need to be ready from an emergency perspective. And I don't want to hear any more of these kind of heartbreaking stories of people that had to access 911 and couldn't. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a text that came out, and I can't remember if it was Edmonton City Police or Calgary or some other agency that said, if you need to speak with police, uh, use a landline or go to the station. And I'm like, What? I mean, that, that's where we are when, when this one network goes down. So obviously we recognize that maybe, do we get to a point here, Vass, where, okay, we don't want to leave this in the hands of um, private companies. There needs to be some sort of state-run bedrock of we're going to have 911, we're going to have Interact. I don't know how they can do it any differently, but do we need to have more government involvement in this? We probably do need to have a little bit more government involvement in this. Uh, however, that could be, again, government cooperating with these companies. You know, we see that there are public uh, public competitors in something like yeah. Saskatchewan with Fastel or certain municipalities are starting to experiment with connecting up their fiber networks so that they can have the physical infrastructure that then private ISPs, internet service providers compete on. Those are all kind of neat, novel things happening around the edges, but that it's a way that the system continues to iterate and evolve. So I think that's promising in terms of, you know, magic wand, uh, one shot policy solutions. I I wish I had one of those for you, but I think it's all about um, just not shying away from this as Canadians and continuing to, you know, reimagine what we need. I think the biggest thing you're letting me ramble. So thank you. Is that the internet feels like an essential service now, but we still define it as a basic service. How is it basic if you need it to process yeah. <laughs> uh, transactions, I mean, what's more send, essential? send money, or contact 911? Yeah. 
that's a little more than basic to me. Yeah, I, I agree with you 110%. Um, one last one here. It was right from the instant this came to light, everybody started talking about competition. We need more competition. This happens because we have no competition. What is the state of competition, and why is it limited? I mean, are there or is there a reason we don't have more competition? What's the problem here around competition in Canada for cellular service? Yeah, there are some good reasons for for why we don't have as much as we could. I mean, we're we're a big, big country, and private operators have invested significant capital to build those wires and tubes, mm-hmm. the facilities on which uh, we compete on services, you know, wireless uh, cellular services. And we have a pretty unique situation where... Uh, people can own and operate that infrastructure. It's almost like the complaints you see in the broader digital economy around like uh, gatekeeping or self-preferencing, right? In a marketplace where people are like, wow, it's really different when you own and operate uh, uh, the same the same space. Uh, places like Australia have public uh, public infrastructure that then private companies compete on to to have their services. So that's maybe the most revolutionary kind of blow it up <laughs> policy idea that lurks around in Canada, which is also uh, nationalizing the, the physical infrastructure. Um, but because of that ability, if, if, you, if you'll let me round out and thank you for that, because of the ability to own and operate those, there are some competitors are starting to say, well, that actually gives these dominant companies too much information about the system because they then know what households are contracting with their competitors. And a couple of years ago, might have been last year, my concept of time is a little off. Uh, Tech Savvy brought a case forward on this and said, look, we, we have evidence that certain companies know because we have to rent the space, we have to rent the space on the system. They know where our customers are and they then target those customers. They undercut us on price temporarily to, to win away our customers. And it's just not fair. It's not an appropriate way to compete. So, yeah, there's some history in terms of how we got to where we are, but there's also some dynamics um, that could potentially evolve in the future. Yeah, there are ways we can take a look at. Uh, Vass, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us.